Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It is 10 minutes after 10 a.m. You are listening to SAFM Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. By the way, this is my first time on air uh, since SAFM won the PBS Station of the Year Award at the SAFM Radio Award. So congratulations to my colleagues. Um, I was not yet here when all that work was being done that led to that victory and that award, uh, but I'm certainly proud to be part of a station uh, that is showing a great deal of improvement in in many areas of broadcasting uh, and are doing well um, in shaping and leading the national conversation. You know, this is truly what it means to lead the national conversation. So I'm certainly proud and happy to be here uh, in the midst of that award. Uh, But of course, it is the Tuesday edition of The Talking Point and the middle hour of the Tuesday edition of The Talking Point is dedicated to talking finance with Brian Hirsch. We're not in studio together because I'm all the way in Cape Town, but Brian uh, is joining us uh, on the show nonetheless. Brian, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Oliver, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be with you. And congratulations to all the players at SAFM. I must tell you, I've been on the, st- on the radio station now 29 years doing this show. And I'm absolutely thrilled to hear of this Jeez, award. A- and well done to all, to all the participants. And also great to Cathy, because I know Cathy got a special mention. Yes, yes, certainly. She, she, she certainly won an award as well. Twenty-nine years, Brian. That's that's. You've been on the radio as long as I have been alive, literally. Yeah, I thought so. I probably thought so. <laughs> Didn't want to say anything. Yeah, started in, started in nineteen ninety That's exactly when I was born. Uh, look, I'll Brian. Tell you um, what happened? I tell you what happened. I was on with Tim Medisa. And Tim got stopped outside the radio station because he hadn't paid a fine. And so when I came into the studio, Mike Roberts said to me, Brian, you have to take the whole studio. You're not just going to answer financial questions. You have to take the show. And I'd never taken the show on radio before. So it was quite a a start for me in 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 my radio career. (laughs) <laughs> I guess thank you to Bratim for not paying this fine. <laughs> uh, look, speaking about paying fines, uh, I got stopped the other day um, because uh, traffic block roadblocks are happening. And it turns out I've got about two speeding fines to my name, uh, maybe three or one or other transgression, all to the value of 1800 I think. And the traffic officer asks me, would you like to pay for your fine right now? And I said, "Mm, actually, no, Um, I probably just want to budget for it. I didn't know that I had these fines because these were what do you call those uh, speed camera fines. You only know you have the fine until they email or send you the fine in your post, which they haven't yet done. Um, So the only time I knew about the fine was when I was stopped. So I said, no, I'm not going to pay the fine right now because I'd like to actually budget for it. and all of these unbudgeted costs are adding up, you know. And we're at that time of the year where a lot of people are like, ah, a little bit of extra money is coming in in the form of a 13th check. I might use that to start paying off all of my unbudgeted items. In my case, if I had a 13th check, it would be paying for my fines, uh, amongst other things. Uh, but generally, what's a good rule of thumb to think about what to use your 13th check for? <laughs> what a lovely introduction. And by the way, you should have told him, look, 
I'm dedicated to SAFM, and that's why I was caught speeding, rushing to get to the station <laughs> to give the country information and news. Okay. Well, if you're lucky to get a Christmas check, what should you do with it? But can I just deal with one aspect that's been upsetting me terribly this last 10 days, and then a little bit of housekeeping. The first thing that's been upsetting me is all these um, Black Friday sales that have been saying to people, spend now and pay later. And let me, let me just say, you may be spending now and you're going to pay later, but you have incurred a debt, and you're going to have to pay that debt off. So please, for those who did spend... We're going to talk about what you can do, and one of the things you certainly can do is pay off debt. But uh, I, I think what's important, there are three things you could do if you are able, if you do, are lucky enough to get a bonus. The first thing you should, can do is you can pay off debts, and I think it's critical to pay off the most expensive debt. Uh, we've got bond rates that have risen. We've bond rates now, the prime rate is at 10.5%. And that's if you're lucky enough to get a bond at 10 and a half. You may be paying 11 and 11 a quarter. So I would consider a bond or any. We just we just had we just got load shedding, so I hope yeah. we don't lose each other. Yeah. Um, I would say the first thing is you must pay off debt and you must pay your most expensive debt off first, which is obviously micro lending, uh, any overdraft, and most important store cards. Credit cards are now charging somewhere in the order of 22 to 23%. If you do not settle your credit card, Jeez, that's expensive. Very expensive. So if you don't, if you don't pay your credit card off in full, you're going to pay something like 22 or 23 percent, and that's absolutely ludicrous. So um, the first thing you can do is pay off debt, and at the same time, understand when you're paying off debt that there may be further debt coming in January because many people will be paid early December and they won't get a salary check until the end of January. So it's important to budget accordingly what's going to happen in January. Kids go, kids go back to school, there's school fees to pay, there's school uniforms to buy, uh, there may be some books to buy, but all those things that need to be bought don't put on credit cards and incur further debt. So do your budget, as you said, um, uh, Oliver, and work out should you be first paying off debt. But I do, look, I do understand that we all deserve to uh, treat ourselves. It's been a very tough year. It's been one of the toughest, toughest years I've ever had in business. Uh, I deal with clients all day long, and clients are very concerned about where markets are and what's been happening, and people who've got debt working people with paying higher bond rates and higher motor car finance installment rates and all these rates, with these rates being up so high. And it hasn't been an easy year. So it's about treating yourself. But first, get rid of your debt. And at the same time, when I talk about pay off debt, just to give you an example, if you get a 10,000 Rand bonus and you put it into your bond and you've got a 20-year bond, you, you will save over that 20 years 208,000 Rand. As a result a of the 10,000 Rand 10 extra payment. Upfront, an extra payment with your bonus into your bond, you will pay, say, 208,000 Rand, or you'll be able to pay your bond off probably in approximately three to four years earlier than 20 years. So it's a wonderful way to save money and at the same time pay off debt. Uh, that, that, that calculation you just did, that, is it adjusted for the interest rate we have today? Yeah. Or is yeah. this a future-dated interest no, rate? No, it's adjusted for the, the, the rate you, you have today. Right. I think I think that's that's a big thing. So my first thing is pay off debt, but get rid of your credit card debt, because at those rates and even micro lending, 
put some of it into you can put some of it in. The second thing obviously is is you want to spend, you want to pay for holidays. You may even want to do, think about uh, doing an, an extra uh, educational course, a university course, or something that will certainly um, in, maybe improve your future career prospects and what you're able to do. So you could, mm. exa- you could have been having a look at courses that you could maybe do over the next six months using your bonus to fund, fund those courses, which will help to in, improve your, and, 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 and enhance the career you're in. Give us a call. The number to dial is 086-000-20322. What are your questions for Brian today on Talking Finance? You can also send us a WhatsApp voice note on uh, 0614-104-107. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It is at Oliver underscore speaking. On Facebook, it is Oliver Dixon. Or you could simply just tweet us at SFM Radio across all digital platforms. Brian, I want to ask this question. I'm thinking about what you're saying around paying off debt because that saves you a lot of money. But I'm also thinking about the debt cycle in relation to your salary, but also in relation to the rate of inflation. So as many people will experience over this period is that very few salaries will be adjusted for inflation. That is to say, very many people, very few people in South Africa will be receiving increases, uh, you know, pegged to the rate of inflation or higher this year. That means in real terms, most South Africans will be earning less next year, more so public servants, right? If I use the money I have to pay the debt, it means that if I maintain my lifestyle next year exactly where it is, I'll end up in even more debt. But if I use the money I have as a savings uh, uh, backstop against not having an uh, inflation-related salary next year, it means that I don't fall then back into that trap of debt. It really is all about the net outcome of the interest that I'll be saving on if I pay off debt today versus the debt cycle I might potentially fall into next year if I don't get a salary increase in the next fiscal adjusted for inflation. That is a very delicate exercise. What's the calculus in your mind around what to do in that situation? Well, well, I've always said the starting point of any any financial plan is to do a budget, and it's not a it's not a monthly budget; it's a yearly budget. How much does it cost you a year? So it's your monthly expenses that you know are coming in, all the debit orders you have, your phone, any any any, any insurance policies, your rent or, or bond, whatever the case may be. Calculating that against what you're receiving. Now, let me make this comment: I am one of those few people who do not agree with our Reserve Bank raising interest rates. Because inflation in South Africa is pushed on us. It's not demand deflation. People are not going out and spending madly because uh, they've got more money in their pockets. We have pulled in our belts. People have actually cut back on their expenses. People so it's not a demand-based so demand, uh, inflation. It's a supply-based inflation. Yeah, it's absolutely. And it's, and it's pushed on us. Our medical aid costs, our petrol prices, and all the way. Kathy asks me every month, is petrol price going to come down this next month or is it going to go up? My guess is going to come down by at least a rand to one rand 20. Oil price is below $90 and the rand is improved. So there are two factors why oil price should come down and that you should be paying less for petrol in December. But having said that, you're absolutely right. Because if you think about what happened over the last three years, Oliver, and I know we're short this morning in time, so I may be talking a bit quickly, but firstly, everyone has that inflation, the cost of transport, the cost of food, all the other rising costs. 
But what South African working South Africans had advantaged had over the last three years is they had lower interest rates. And so everyone in the country had inflation, but people with debt, their debt cost was not going up. Their debt cost has now increased by 3.5%. So someone earning around about 25,000 rand a month and has a million and a half rands worth of debt. And that's not a lot if you think about a bond and a motor car finance, a million and a half. You are now paying 3,500 rand more on that. So most South Africans are not coming out. And that's evidenced by this, the, the, the pressure being brought on national treasury allowing working South Africans, and these are not non-working South Africans, people who are working to borrow on their pension funds. And that's the evidence why people are short of money. So, so are you, are you, are you saying that right. the, cost, the cost of debt is greater than the impact of inflation? Much more, much more. The cost of debt has gone up something like, if you work out 3.5% increases on a, on a repo rate of 3.5%. Our repo rate's now 7. It was 3.5. So it's doubled. So your cost of debt has gone up enormously, at least 20 to 25%. So when you yeah. talk about, and then when you talk about salary increases, you know, the higher you're earning, the more tax you pay. So if you get even an 8% salary increase, the first thing that comes out of that, if you're working for a company, is a contribution to a pension fund. That comes out immediately. And then the second thing comes out of tax. Uh, comes tax. So if you get an 8% increase after tax, you're only going to find five and a quarter percent in your package. So even then, and you know that companies are not giving 8%. So you're absolutely right. If you're getting a bonus, you need to build it in. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you, can, if, you, if, you, if you can afford, if you've done the budget and you've got more money coming in than going out, then what should you do with the money? I mentioned, I, mean, I mentioned, and then also, we didn't really, I mentioned saving in the bond, but if you've got additional amounts, save in retirement annuities, buy tax reinvestments, there's all different things to do. And always have emergency funds. But you're, you're absolutely right, Oliver. South Africans are struggling, and if they get a bonus, they need to build that in to their yearly budget. And that's what South Africans don't yeah. do. They don't realize we have extras. Extras come up. My wife gives me a budget every month, and then the bloody second page is extras. Whether it, be a, whether it be a plumber or something in the pool or, or electrician, there's always extras, always extras. So, but yeah. you've got to build those extras in to that budget. Yeah. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. That is 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. I'll repeat that. It's 614 104 Let's have a listen to some of the WhatsApp voice notes that's come through on our WhatsApp line. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Morning, SAFM. I would like to ask a question, man. I was under administration. I paid all my debts. So after paying, I was promised that I would be taken out of the administration. But now I realize, uh, I'm told now by the creditor, that I still cannot be taken out of that record because I'm still under rehabilitation for 12 months from the last day that I paid. Can this just be cleared up for me? Brian, do you have a, do you have a response for that? No. No, I don't have a response, but what I will do, I will talk to the National Credit Regulator 
and I will respond to that next week. So if our, if, if, if our caller could listen to next Tuesday, I'll get the answer to that. Uh, you paid off all your debt, and you still, you still have not been remo removed from that list. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I've got another question here for you on our WhatsApp line. Uh, how uh, it's, it's from Anonymous in Bloemfontein asking how garnishing orders work, and can private schools use that instrument if you owe them? If so, what are my rights and information I should know up front if the school decides to garnish uh, even one uh, uh, if I am open to payment arrangements? Uh, do you have a response Again, to that? Very similar to the, you are very similar to the question about it being taken off the list. Garnishing order, there have been a lot of changes over the years. Uh, previously, I, when you talk about a school, I don't know. But again, it's a legal question. And like all questions, when I cannot answer on a particular Tuesday, that fall outside of financial advice and financial planning and estate and tax, I will get answers and answer it next Tuesday. Yeah. It's like there used to be a program on SABC uh, called the Quiz Kids, uh, and you had to try and stump them. You had to try and get them. Up to, there were questions asked of the group of youngsters, and people, if you, you try to beat them. The anyway, kids are all right. Two callers, are, two callers I haven't got yet, yet right. <laughs> that was the name of the show. The kids are all right. It was a lovely, lovely show. I think in the early 2000s. Lovely show, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Give us a call 086-000-2032. Are you perhaps expecting to receive a bonus this year, a 13th check? Uh, what are your plans with it? Um, have your plans since changed given uh, that opening conversation Brian and I had about uh, using a 13th check not to live lavishly? or to take your family on an expensive holiday, but rather to just maybe consider paying off your debt. Of course, do also spoil yourself a little bit, uh, as Steve Compella says. Forget about the budget. Buy those shoes. Uh, <laughs> Brian is saying the exact opposite. Um, the question is, what are your plans with it? And do you perhaps want to uh, bounce some ideas off with Brian and I uh, as to what to do with that 13th check? Give us that call, 86 triple zero two zero three two brian before we take the news um i just want to have one more question for you on our whatsapp line uh the question is uh my retirement annuity is maturing next year but i don't need it now do you advise that i continue on with it or invest it elsewhere no definitely continue on with it if you're still working you're getting a tax deduction based on the contribution. And within the retirement annuity, very much similar to a tax-free savings account, which you're allowed to put 36,000 rand a year in, you are getting all the benefits in the retirement annuity without paying any tax. There's no dividends tax, which is leveled at 20%. There's no capital gains tax. There's no tax on any property income, and there's no tax on any interest. So it's all rolling up for you tax-free within the retirement annuity. And the added, the added advantage is that you're getting the benefit as well of a tax deduction. And remember, the longer you leave a retirement annuity, the more the compound factor, the more the, grow, the growing of the retirement annuity. The earlier you retire, the longer your money's got to last. So the longer you can leave it, the, at least you've got more years of growth. Yeah, and just one more WhatsApp voice note that I'd like us to listen to. Hi, Brian. I was hoping to catch the big lotto and uh, keep the money at home but uh, under the mattress, but uh, that expectation is now out with the shenanigans at the National Lottery Commission. But on a more serious note, Brian, uh, should one sell a property, uh, where can uh, one invest uh, the money on um, uh, short term? on call uh, so as to put it uh, uh, while looking for another uh, accommodation or another house uh, thanks Frank Maritzburg 
Ryan, well, do you perhaps have a response to that in 60 seconds? Okay. I'm asking, do you have a response to that uh, in just about yes, 60 I do. seconds? Oh, yes, very simply. Well, you know, it's not easy to sell properties today. So people are giving them away because the market is so poor. But you tell so you've got to have a look. I mean, I'm not sure if this is a lifestyle property or it's an investment property. Because when you talk about putting it elsewhere to get an income or wait to buy, if it's a lifestyle property, you know, you, obviously you, there are three components you have to be concerned about. One is, will you save money if you sell the property by replacing it with another? Two, will you save money on a monthly basis? And the third is much more subjective, is will you be happy? Uh, today, on short-term call, you can get anything between 7 to 8%. Remember, that is taxable. Remember, if you sell a property in excess of a profit of $2 million, you've got a capital gains tax to look at. So it's a much wider question than should you sell. Everyone's circumstances are different. But, you know, if you got, it, it depends why you're selling, uh, because in this particular market, terrible market for people to be selling. People are virtually giving away property. Yeah. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Really, really do okay. appreciate can it. Can I just give one us. thing out? That, yeah. Uh, Oliver, can I just give one thing out? People have always asked me, we've had a program on radio with individuals asking where they can find out if they've got any surplus money under the pension fund. And I, I tried, by the way, I tried out. that SMS line um, for several people and it's worked actually. Yeah. Anyway, I just want, I just want to give the SMS, I just want to give the, the, the phone, it's a toll free number. It's 08. Double zero two zero three seven double two. Um, you can SMS the inquiry with your ID number to three zero nine one three, and that is where people have asked me where can they find out if there's a possible surplus. Oliver, have a great week. You too. And all the best.